Nice. Okay, so first question, do you remember me from back then? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember I remember like you and John and I think maybe your girlfriend or wife at the time, we all got like breakfast or some shit or brunch. Oh. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. And you had you had Coracedon in your pot in your wallet. Really? <laughs> you had you straight up you had a six pack of Coracedon in your wallet. And I was like, I remember looking at John and being like, oh, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> Damn, dude. I meant, I meant, is there any way you remember me from like when you were a kid? Nah, I, if, dude. Yeah, probably not. So yeah, I think, yeah. Well, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. So this is Dan, and everyone remembers John, the co-host, uh, co-founder of the show. This is his little brother who is not so little anymore. Yeah. And so I'll just give, I-, I wanted to give you the, what I remember of you. So John's house used to be like when we were in, so this would have been 2003, 2004, um, when we were in like ninth and 10th grade, that was like the spot we always went over there. That was actually like at that house, that was the first house that all of us did chorus seating. And there was like <laughs> this, there was this famous story because do you remember that dog Daisy y'all had? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so we had all, we had all tried course eating the first night and I want to say it was, it was John that, uh, threw up in the yard and we blamed it on Daisy when your dad was like, what is, what is this? And it was like, I don't know, maybe the dog did it. And it's obviously a human pile of vomit. That was a small dog, bro. It was an extremely small dog. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, so what, I, but so I lost, um, what I remember of you, you were just like the sweetest little kid. Like you were <laughs> tiny back. How old are you now? I'm uh 22, about to be 23, like next week. Okay. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. were, yeah, you were like two or three, like super, super young. And, so I, I lose, uh, I lose touch with John really, you know, and then we get back together when we're yeah. sober and he's, I'm like, how are your brothers? He's like, I don't really talk to, uh, one of them. And then Danny is just wiling out. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like little Danny. And he's like, yes, dude. And yeah. Then the, the first time I saw you is we went out to eat with, with your mom in Charleston and you, it was just, I recognized that look so well of just like i'm not like what am i fucking doing here like get like i'm just wanting i want to go get high and then when i saw the (laughs) chorus seat and i was just like oh no yeah and so we had we had scheduled to get you on the show i guess what was that six months ago was it a year ago now was it before about, the pandemic or it, no it was not before the pandemic okay it was okay. definitely it's definitely like probably like nine months ago or some shit yes about. and and then it turns out you had a little more in you so here yeah, we bro. are finally so <laughs> that shit was scary dude yeah well and yeah. also i kept showing john 
you called my phone like once a week <laughs> and i like seriously it was i was like john why is your brother calling me <laughs> so yeah, i'm bro. i'm super stoked to see you uh healthy and alive and all that but i want to i want to hear really i want to hear like what i want to hear your story like what what happened like i guess like when did you because of all of all like our friends it's it's just so interesting how like we when you never think like we were all how do i want to put this we were all getting trashed and we all went through our stuff and you never think that your little brother or the, the little kids that were hanging around us that are going to follow in the footsteps and so it's it's like it's crazy to be on the other side and see what it's like. It's, it's, it's a trip. So what was kind of like, how did you even get started into this? So, well, the reason, all right, before I got to address this, my, yeah. your dude, your number, like your name, bro, my dope dealer's number was your name. And I would fucking Siri call this bitch all the time. And I would always call you dude. And I'm that, like, that three is in the exactly morning. what, that is exactly what John said. It was like, dude, I bet, I bet your number is close to your dope dealer. Cause yes, it'd be at like two 35 AM, one o'clock AM, <laughs> three o'clock AM. Yeah, oh no. man. Funny. Yeah. It's funny now. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny now. Yeah, I can laugh about it now. That relapse, though, man, that, that relapse was really scary, bro. Like, I don't know. That was definitely, like, one – yeah, it was scary, bro. That was, yeah. Yeah, like, and no I, control. And, yeah, and I, I want to get to that for sure because um, mm -hmm. I also want to hear about – because I do – like, this is what I do for a living. Like, I'm a, um, a substance abuse counselor, so I'm always interested in, like, what – like the current state of the dope game, because apparently it's extremely screwed right now. Yeah, it's pretty scary, dude. Um, yeah, like there's not even heroin anymore, bro. Like it's just like all fentanyl now. And it's like it used to be like some shit like I didn't want in my dope, bro. And now it's just like just sold, bro. Like even it's just like fentanyl and it's like whatever. I mean, that's what you got. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. like people's DOCs are fentanyl now, dude which is bizarre, which is super yeah. bizarre. But so how, so how did you, so let's bridge the gap. So how did you get like, what were you like? Like, when did this start? Middle school, high school? Definitely middle school. So it was like, I mean, even when I like, yeah, definitely middle school is when I started. I mean, it just started like everybody else bro in addiction i mean it just started smoking weed with like my friends you know and i remember like growing up also like my mom you probably know her it's annie but like yeah she like you know her and my dad had to deal with john and shit right like their yes. whole so they didn't really know how to handle they kind of knew how to handle addiction but they didn't so they're like super strict with me like off the jump like with drugs and shit like that and like I remember started smoking weed and I was like, this is fine, dude. But like, I remember ever since that, like first time I smoked weed, dude, like, I don't even know if I really got high, but like, I definitely like just wanted more. Like I felt like a part of, like, I felt like I belonged, you know what I mean? I felt like accepted and I felt like it was just like a way in. And um, yeah, I just started doing that. Like I did that like frequently. At, at that time was, was John still out there? I don't know. I think he was getting his shit together, man. I was in, 
Because like, do I was you in like sixth grade? Oh, okay, because so because I, I was wondering if you like do do you have any memories or like traumatic memories of like your older brother going through all this stuff like do you remember like was there a period where you were like worried for him or was there anything like that definitely like I remember I remember I was like I didn't comprehend that shit yet like when I like because he like he was like I didn't really know what was going on and like my parents are the type of parents like put on that like facade of like a happy family you know what I mean so it was like that but like definitely there was like anguish and I remember arguments like shit like that and I remember like I remember John totaling cars you know and I don't like I was like oh it's an accident like I was too young to like really like comprehend what's going on and he like told me like he made an amends to me bro and like I don't even like remember that and I think like probably I was like really uncomfortable you know because I didn't like understand the damage that he caused you know and like obviously that was like my older brother though and like I loved him a lot definitely and like I definitely would have loved to have him around like a lot more than I did you know and that's like yeah. one thing I remember you know that's like definitely one thing that I was like yeah that like I definitely stuck with me it's just like he wasn't around and like I don't know and like you know I loved him and so I don't know that's it and like I didn't really think you know about it too much just like he's at college and shit like that whatever but like definitely the facade the family facade was like there for sure yeah you think they were like trying to protect you I don't know man I I think I think, like, also, like, I don't know. I think also, like, my mom's super in denial. Like, she was in denial about me, bro, for, like, years, dude. Just, like, did not want to accept. She, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, all my problems and shit, it was, like, oh, this girl is hanging around the wrong crowd. Oh, it's because this. Like, you know, it was, like, that. And Because, I mean, it's, like, I don't know. It's a it's a it's tough done. pill to swallow. That, that was mine. Because I remember, mm-hmm. I kind of remember the day, uh, and my mom told me, because it was – when she finally got a call from one of uh, one of her friends who I was friends with her son and I got us all arrested one night and she got a call from her saying, Hey, I don't want Jed hanging around my son anymore. And that's when my mom was like, Oh, it's him. Like, Oh no. Like, yeah. What about, were you close with your other brother? Yeah. Andrew, I think I was close with Andrew. Definitely. I mean, he like, so he, you know, he stayed in Charleston and shit. And like, I mean, he was the best influence on me, on me, but like, he was still close with me, you know, like we were close and like, you know, I think there was still a gap. So it's like, he was, I remember him throughout high school, you know, when he had gone through high school, like I remember those times, like pretty vividly, you know? And I mean, even when I was young, I remember him like bringing me to like his house, bro. Like when he like moved out of my parents' house and it was like cool as shit. I'd hang out there. You know, I felt like super cool with all his friends oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, like the coolest fucking 14 or fit like young, like yeah, 13 year old ever, bro. I was it was it was living and like it was cool. Like, and he's definitely in my life. And even like bro, like he, I mean, he was and like he's always been in my life, like even after like I went to prison and all that, like we like worked together for like a solid year. Like, you know what I mean? And like we hung out like every day then. And like, you know, it's not like, yeah. Okay, so you started smoking weed. Everything's <laughs> groovy. This is this is these are the good times, as they yeah. say. Yeah. So where shit. did it? Yeah, the fun shit. So did you? I mean, did you finish high school? Everything was good with that. Did you? Were you a good student? Like, okay. So, um, I don't know. My like, my story definitely came with like 
a lot more like consequences than like I think a lot of people's like not every you know I mean everybody's but like it definitely came with a (laughs) you got hit hard early bro yeah dude I mean (laughs) I was like I like I remember I like got like a possession of Xanax charge or something when I was old like 15 or 16 maybe yeah and so they put me in like drug court oh no yeah dude and so yeah and then like i did like dude i like i like didn't show up to my first court date i was like out like sorry okay well i'm for, getting fast and, and all yeah and re- and real quick for those that don't know i'll kind of sum like drug mm-hmm. court is supposed to be this pre like you get arrested on drug charges you get put into this program the idea being you complete the program your charges are dropped the program mm-hmm. is extremely difficult like you got to go to a ton of groups you, there's like a community service it is it's very hard to make it through especially if you're not done doing drugs but all right it's a trap be, bro it's a trap was, it kind of I is was, a trap i was i was a juvenile too like i didn't know like i don't understand that like i just wanted to have fun with my friends but like my shit like definitely like progressed like i mean i remember it went from that to like me getting in trouble like that's when i was like you know like i started doing zans and like like i was doing blow all the time and then like i would start like staying out at night when did and, you like, first do cocaine i probably did cocaine at, like 15 i think yeah 15. i was same here same yeah here yeah, 14 or 15 went 15 though i think that's probably when i started doing blow and i mean when i got when i do when i found coke and like xanax bros oh what dude that shit was yeah. fire bro yeah it changed the game dude i mean i mean it was cool and then like i didn't realize at the time but it was great and it was fun and like some people around me were doing it not like yeah but like and obviously you know like throughout addiction like we select the friends that like are gonna stay fucked up you know what i mean yes. and, like, keep rolling yes. well and so. especially it like that that's how it went with with us too was at mm-hmm. 15 and 16 it that's still that age where like if you're going a little bit crazier it's it's kind of a cool thing and people are impressed and it then it slowly the people were like okay now i'm gonna go to college and i'm gonna get my shit together and then the rest of us become like servers at restaurants or no cooks at put cooks <laughs> at a piece of pizza restaurant right yeah. uh and we just stay with each other yeah. but that's i i will also uh venture that getting into xanax that early is probably like xanax equals arrest yeah no for sure 100 percent, dude 100 percent, bro and like i ran up fucking that drug court shit like bad dude i ended up listen and this like all started you gotta remember from like one xanax charge right but it stemmed but and it was I, at, at 15 right yeah, yeah at 15 or 16 i had the xanax charge and i think i was i think yeah i got 15 the xanax charge then i turned 16 and then i went to drug court whatever but they sent me to like a state rehab for like 90 days because I didn't show up to court my first day. Right. Boom. Off the rip. They're like, he's not getting fucked up, whatever. And then um, how, I got how, back. How was that? Was it like a uh, was it an adult facility or juvenile? This was all juvenile. Right. Oh. So this is Yeah. So, yeah, it was juvenile. That shit sucks, bro. Kids start just testosterone filled little fuckers. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then, I, like, I, I teach uh, my Thursday group is juvenile drug court. Oh, damn, dude. They don't give a fuck. No, they don't. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> they don't care, bro. I'm sorry. That sucks, dude. It's tough, man. But it's like, you know, somebody's got to do it better me than, than someone that really doesn't care. At least I like 
at least I can somewhat relate to, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I really just try My whole goal with them is like, let's just make better decisions, dude. Like just, just don't get arrested. How about that? Word. Let's start there. But That's anyway, good, dude. That's yeah. good advice. Cause people that go in there and try to get like, dude, they're not going to quit right now. They're just not, they're just not. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta come some other angle than that. And it's like super easy. Like when you're that young in that position where you're like, Oh, it's not my, like my using bro. It's like the court system. Like if I wasn't on all this trick ass shit, bro, I'd be fine. I'd be out like just having fun. Like a normal 16 year old who does cocaine and Xanax and stays out all night you know whatever but you know and then it's like so it's like super easy to like place the blame on like that bro you know like God, if i, was I wish i could get you to come talk to him maybe i'll zoom <laughs> you in yeah anyway okay. <laughs> yeah like, but back, yes like, yeah i mean you're yeah you're dead on you're dead on that's that's exactly that's exactly what it is and that's i i, I got uh i got put in, into an iop when i was 15 and that's exactly what it was it was i said those exact words to my parents i said it's only a problem because you're making it a problem if you would just let me smoke and drink like a normal person we wouldn't have no issues yeah dude i said the same things bro yeah that's funny and then but the drug court sucked man like i was i was like in and out of that i kept like i was on house arrest because like i like broke curfew it was just like constantly there was problems in drug court and then i ended up like getting terminated and so i had to do like the full like i had to do a full stay at like um it was like a juvenile um center or whatever but it was like charleston county juvie for like 14 days and i got transferred to this other one and I went to that one. It was like, it was called CC. Um, <clears throat> but it was like, it was just basically like juvie for real. And then, um, and I was supposed to go home, right? Like I went back. How, how long were you in juvie? I was in juvie. That was 50 days. But after that was in, that was like 55 days or something like that. And there was, it was an evaluation center. Sorry. And I got evaluated. Then I went back to Charleston County court to um, like, I guess technically like come home or right. And then like, the court like we went into the court everything was like fine and went well dude and it was like a visiting judge bro and she like decided that like i needed more time bro and then gave me like sent me 90 days they gave me 90 days to a boot camp dude they like shaved my head bald and like yeah i was just like fighting all the time yeah it was not fun dude and i was like what yeah it was it was a it was a the the one around here is called youth challenge program and it's like ran by the national guard and it's yeah it's basically fight club is what it is yeah and so it was just and i was like you really think that's gonna help me i mean i didn't say that but it was like too late it's like whatever yeah and so that that happened and then um finally after all that like i made it through that whatever i finally come home like getting on my feet and i go i start going i start going back to school i got out at like 16 or 17 because i remember um it was like my senior year, or my junior year. I got out during the summer, actually. I got out during the summer, which is bad. So I couldn't start school. But like instantly I started just like I slowly, but like instantly I was on probation. So I was like keeping it somewhat calm because I was like, all right, I'm not trying to do this. You know, I'm not trying to do that again. Right. Um, but, but doing the it, like like hallucinogen stuff that's not going to show up sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, dude, all that. And I mean. I was just like still hanging out with the same people and I was like drinking 
and all that. I just like wasn't smoking weed because I was like, and pr- this probation was a lot less. It was like I see him once a month, right? That's yep. like, I, I can, I can swing that. <laughs> so like, oh, I can, we're. I can, I keep getting I keep getting chills because we we it's very similar except yours is is a, a full because I didn't finally get arrested until I was twenty five so you're a full decade earlier which I just can't imagine uh, real yeah. quick and it doesn't have to be long but I'm just curious yeah did you have any what was did you have because I know you kind of grew up in a Christian home right mm-hmm. would you say yeah. that so and being in juvie and in these centers, did you have any, like, what were your ideas about God at this time? Dude, there's, dude, I was definitely, I definitely didn't, like, I had no conception of God. I didn't believe in God. And I honestly thought there, like, wasn't one. Like, I, okay. and I honestly, I was smart, dude. I was a smart fucking, like, I was very book smart at the time. Like, I remember looking back and, like, I would, like, pick apart religion and all that, you know, like, I thought, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like the, the, rich, the Richard Dawkins sort of like atheist school type of thing. Yeah, dude. Like I would read fucking Frederick Nietzsche books, dude. Oh, you know? like, Lord. Yeah, bro. Like, oh, I thought I was, Lord. It yeah. was just like, I thought like, I don't know, dude. I thought I was just fucking smart, like philosophical dude, whatever, you know, I don't know. And it definitely, I don't know. And like, it definitely like boosted my ego and shit. And I just like, I don't know. I didn't believe in God. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. I was just curious. All right. <clears throat> but, um, that's a good question. And then, so, and like, I definitely, yeah, definitely didn't believe in God. And then, okay. So I got out and I started like, I wasn't fucking up yet, but I started, I started selling drugs. Right. Like I, it just worked because especially I wasn't like smoking weed that would just like went to that. And I was like making money. And then like, I fell into like a really good way to make money like a plug you know on like mm-hmm. just weed and shit and then i um while you're like, on probation i love <laughs> it. I'm on probation right but i was like i'm not fucking smoking it so it's like cool right whatever and then um and i started like making good money well not really looking back i mean you know i was a kid so it's like a thousand dollars was a lot of fucking money then yeah. you know i mean it still <laughs> is it still is yeah. yeah 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 but i felt like i was but back balling, then that's bro. yeah you're balling out of control yeah, yeah, dude, you couldn't say shit to me, bro. I'd be buying, yeah, whatever it was. I did not care. Yeah. And um, it worked for a while, but then, like, you know, slowly shit started falling down. I remember this kid, like, robbed me. This is fucked up. Robbed me of, like, $70. I'm not going to say this, but, well, I'm already convicted. It's okay. But, like, I went in. He, like, robbed me $70, and I went and, like, broke into his home and stole, like, all his shit, bro. And then, yeah, I got a burglary charge for that. That's, like, that's an adult, right? I was 17. So it's like, all right. Oh. No. Yeah. Now and, and, we're, and you were on probation. I was on probation, but luckily my probation like lapsed by the time that I got convicted of that charge. Yeah. So he was wow. like, there's nothing I can do. I'm going to let you go. And then, um, but were then you, were like, you like super, were you violent? I was not violent. Bro. Or, were, or did you like, were you the type, like what type of, cause I mean, going like you've been in mm-hmm. juvie in the military school. So did you kind of put like, was it, were you the don't fuck with me drug dealer or were you the just like, it's all chill, bro? No, definitely. I, I had a facade, especially coming out of juvie the don't fuck with me drug dealer, bro. Right. And it's like, you know, when I, it, like being in there that young of an age and like being so in and out and like for so long and like, it's such a vital, like 
I think point in like every human's life, right? When you're that young, you're like really trying to find out who you are and like what you want to do and like who you want to be. And so like being around people where it's like robbing people, stealing shit and selling drugs is like cool. You know what I mean? And like fighting is cool. And like being a gangster is cool. It like definitely does like, you know, it's just like, it's human nature, bro. Like latch on to that. Like psyche. Yeah. Yeah. And so I definitely, I definitely like, thought I was a fucking gangster for a while, dude, like after that. And um, I was, and it was definitely like the don't fuck with me type of like drug dealer. Obviously like I was still great. And like that lessened up for sure. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I also got like more back into like society and like the friends that like I did grow up with, you know, I think, but like, yeah, at the time it's like, um, and like, I was just doing my thing and I started getting more into trouble. Like, um, you know, I was like, I, I got like, I just kept getting deeper and deeper into drugs and selling drugs. And like, there was so much money, like my phone would not stop blowing up and ringing. Or are whatever. you, and are you yeah. living at home? I was in my parents' house doing this shit. Yeah, dude. Oh man. Yeah. At this point though, they gave up. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? They just like gave yeah. up. Like they were like, don't it's do drugs in my house. But they're like, not, they're not willing to kick you out, but it's like, what are you going to do? It's an awful situation to be in. Yes. And I, yeah, and I don't, really yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's an awful situation to be in. It's, it's, it's the one, it's the one most parents are afraid of. Right. It's like, do I kick him out? And then he dies. And then I blame myself. Do I just, uh, uh, and then you just kind of get stuck. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that happened. And then like, basically I got like set up eventually by a dude I trusted. He was in close to my drug dealer. I got set up like with like, um, like basically like I got set up like, on like from a CI I had like, and I only got these, like I wasn't super big into opiates at the time, but then like I started to, but I had, I got like basically, you know, Sneed Farm, right? What's that Sneed Farm? Yeah. Yeah. I was like pulling out of Sneed Farm. Right. And there's like, I was going to sell like, I think it was like 240, like, um, like Roxy twenties and they were scripts. Right. Yeah, dude. And that's, like, that's I, a I tr- fair amount of Roxy's. And like, I trusted this guy. Like I knew him, like he introduced me to like, whatever, there was like reason for me to like not be tripping. And then I, um, and so like I was pulling out of Sneed farm, there's a Charleston County Sheriff, like parked at the front, like the front entrance Sneed farm. And I pull out and he pulls right behind me and pulls me over. And then I, I get arrested for drug trafficking and fucking, I had like some Xanax too. So possession of Xanax and, um, yeah. And so that, like, I got arrested for, I got a drug trafficking charge and that shit like holds like five years in South Carolina if you're convicted. So that was not cool. And luckily, like, you know, coming, coming from like somewhat, like, you know, I definitely have like a lot of white privilege. I'm going to say that (laughs) and like wealthy parents, you know what I mean? Like I could get a lawyer and like, get that drop down to a possession with intent to distribute you know but which is happened. it's it's crazy how that works but i mean yes it's yeah just a spade's a spade yeah and, and that's that's also what i try to convince these teenagers is that i'm like hey man the way this game ends is you're gonna get ratted on yeah like that's you just are like i'm sorry like there's especially nowadays bro like you're just gonna get because that's what i'm like how do you know how'd y'all get cut i got ratted on oh go figure yeah there's no there's no like yeah there's no like trust in that game anymore and it's there's like not. i mean and it's like yeah yeah it's and it's like 
yeah, dude. It's just not fucking worth it, bro. Period. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, but when you're that young, you don't see that shit. But then, like, I started, like, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to sell drugs anymore. But I still kept getting fucked up, dude. And I remember I was, like, popping Zans, bro. And I just started doing crazy shit, man. I would get these ideas, like, oh, I'm going to go fucking breaking all these cars, dude. I'm going to do it this way so I don't get in trouble. And, like, it worked for a while. And then it didn't, bro. And then, like, I got arrested for, like, that just embarrassing <laughs> shit, bro. Is is this the, the like, 20 car thing? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And then, I mean, dude, like, thank thankfully, dude, like, there was not, like, enough there wasn't like any like hard evidence it was like circumstantial like he said she said shit right there was like a vague video that like didn't resemble me it kind of did didn't you know what i mean but like i was like no it's not me you know what i mean like dude it's you whatever you know how cops are bro and then eventually they like they like like they basically fucking arrested me for that and then i mean so my lawyer worked on that that and that and like i pled to like I think so when I went, okay. So then basically I was out on bond. Right. I mean, I, my parents let me sit in jail for like, I think like three weeks on that until like my bond got reduced. And then, um, which was like, whatever, I like definitely needed that to stop, but I still kept going, you know, it doesn't stop, bro. It doesn't yeah, stop. It does. And then, and then, so basically, uh, so I go to court for all these slew of shit, like the burglary second, the drug trafficking, and then this, and then um, I get like, I only plead to like two or three of those like car break-ins. That's what they were like. They're like, well, if he pleads like one or two, but it will like, you know what I mean? Cause they're whatever. That's how the fucking legal system works. I don't know. Yeah. And then they just PWID, want a conviction. Yeah. A conviction. That's it. Yep. And then PWID. And then, um, and then I got like a burglary third and I ended up getting like a two-year sentence and i did a year in like big boy prison at this point bro and that shit's like that shit's a whole nother world dude it did you I, did, I didn't know you ended up, I, I didn't know you ended up doing a year and that was in charleston county no 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 no. i got i got i got um i got transferred to fucking um i got transferred okay so i went to kirkland correctional institute i was like an adult like I was an adult, like prison, you know, they like send you to prison yards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I sat in jail for um, like for some of those like like minor charges in Charleston County. But when I got bonded out and then I got convicted in court, I um, I went to prison. So that's and then I did time in prison and fucking went through that. And I remember, I don't know, that was just like a whole thing, bro. And I don't know. It's definitely know, better how- than. If you could, if you, I mean, I guess do your best to sum up your, your prison experience. Yeah. It's like another dude. It's like a, it's like a whole nother world, man. I mean, it's got its Mm -hmm. own set of rules. I will say that it was, it's better than juvie. I mean, and it's fucked up, man. Cause it's like, I dude, I got, I did like heroin and I did meth for the first time in my life in prison. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like the fuck, I don't know. And so it's like, I don't know. And like, at least there, like I had a job, like I was, well, I was in welding school. So like, that was cool. I was trying to learn how to weld and shit. Like it, 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 it was better, but it was definitely like 10 times more dangerous if shit did go down than like juvie, but juvie was just like fighting all the time. And that was, that yeah. was a lot people, of like fighting. A, a lot of people in prison are just trying to do their time. Yeah. They're like chilling and like, they're like a little older, you know what I mean? And so, so that, that, that was cool. <laughs> when I, when I was locked up, this, this, my, my Sally was like, 
I mean, prison is just kind of like summer camp, but every now and then somebody dies. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, dude, I guess. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's funny. Yeah. I got like, dude, I got, I was in Kirkland and I got fucking, dude, I got jumped, right? By like two, like by my fucking roommates, bro. I got jumped by two of my roommates because I called one of them a liar. Like I told him, I was like, bro, you're lying, bro. And yeah, dude. And then I went to go use the phone and I come back, bro. And they beat the shit out of me, bro. I've never gotten the shit beat out of me that bad over that, dude. And it was like so fucking petty. And I remember, bro, I was like, I laid on my mattress for like three or like four days, bro. And like, I was just like bruised all over my body, dude. I was in so much fucking pain. And like, yeah, that was bad, dude. That was not fun. Like, we were cool after the fact, kind of, you know what I mean? I'm like, you still yeah. beat the shit out of me. You know what I mean? But it's like, right. like don't, don't. <laughs> you're as cool as you can be with somebody that beats. Yes, I get it. It's like, all right, score settled, kind of. Yeah, dude, uh, whatever. I called you a liar, bro, because you were whatever, dude. I'm not going to bring it back up. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to bring it back up. But, yeah, you're, um, while you're laying there, you're like, I mean, you did lie, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish, dude. Yeah. No, I know. I hear you. So you made it through that, though. Okay. Yeah, and, made it through and, that. And still no God in prison? Nah, dude. No God in prison, bro. I was, like, calling my girlfriend, simping all fucking night, dude. I was, like, it was just, like. Playing that game, yeah. yeah. Oh, bro, it was fucking terrible, bro. I was on the phone, like fucking crying and shit she's like i'm not fucking anybody and like i know she is bro and like she like ended up was like yeah dude it's like a whole that's that's it's it's meant it's torture it's it's it is dude it's it's torture for real yeah and like i that was a super stressful time in Mm -hmm. my life whatever and then um and then fucking i um then i get out and like i do decent bro i mean like looking back now, I was not doing decent or good. You know what I mean? But at the time I was like, all right, this is better than what I was doing. Like I got a job and I started doing that. And like, I maintained addiction for like, I would say like a year or two, right? Like I was working every day and I was just like, getting high. And then like slowly, you know, I mean, like I started getting t- turned on to like the harder shit. Right. And like my friend, like David, like we started doing heroin together. This is, this is really weird, bro. And so, like, we started doing heroin together and then, um, and everything. And, like, we, like, became good friends because we were just getting high, whatever. And then, like, I remember we go and cop, like, this dope. And it was fentanyl at the time. Like, I didn't really realize that back then. But, like, um, it was definitely fentanyl. And, like, I remember we get, like, we both get, like, fat sacks, dude. And, like, I remember snorting, we, smoking, shooting? I was snorting it this time. Okay. So, and then... Um, I remember he takes a bump and like I take a bump and like we're gonna go walk to the beach and like I look down and his like fucking head is like in the foot pedals of his car bro like we like he was driving you know what I mean like his car yeah dude just out bro and I like pick him up and put him on the ground next thing you know I'm out bro like cold I like wake up and like coming to and like people are around us and shit like random people and I remember I guess somebody called like the police we already had everything up and the cop was like all right well like he can't drive like you're gonna have to call somebody to pick you up like you know what I mean? He didn't search us, nothing. It was like, it, it went okay, smoothly, whatever. And then I called my girlfriend at the time to come pick us up. And she did. And then we ended up like, we're like, all right, dude, we need to be careful. And at this time I wasn't like super wrapped up in like opiates. And I was like, all right, dude, like that shit was like kind of. You're uh, your, bro- your brother saved me from an overdose. Really? He, uh, you can, he can't really see it. There's like a line on my eyebrow. So 
<clears throat> if you can kind of see it. Not really. Yeah, mm-hmm. right there. There's like a line there. Because so he he apparently this happened because they were picking up my body to take it out of the street and he hit my head on a fireplace mantle and like busted my eyebrow open. Um, I had I had just I was trying it was one of my times nobody knew I was doing heroin and um I was trying to move to Charleston to get cleaned up that was my that was and I was good for a week and my buddy came down from Columbia. I had taken a Xanax and he goes, you want to go get some heroin? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And the last thing I remember was trying to shoot up with double vision. Cause you know, on Xanax, it's like, you don't feel like you're high. So I was like, man, I'm not even high. And that was the last thing I remember. And uh, yeah. And that was like, even, and that was even when he was drinking, cause apparently he showed up with a six pack, but, (laughs) but I remember him having him picking me up from the hospital. And that's when he was like, you're fucked up, dude. And I was like, I know, I know, dude. Xanax and heroin, bro. Terrible fucking it's a, combination. It's a killer. Dude. It's a killer. Yeah, bro. I've overdosed. Like my two overdoses have been bro, both yep. from that. Well, I've had three, but like two of mine were um on that shit, dude. Oh yep. yeah, that. I fucking one was in a family dollar bathroom, bro. Like what the grimiest? Oof. Like yeah, dude. Uh, it was yeah, bro. I was like yeah, and it was on my girlfriend's birthday, bro. I went, yeah. It always seems like, yeah, I've done it on like parents' anniversaries. It always seems like it goes that way. Yeah. So, okay. So now you're starting to get into heroin. Okay. Or or more. Yeah. Okay. So, but my friend David, right? Like he goes home that night and he dies. And like, I wake up that morning. Yeah. He's dead. Like after like that just happened at the beach. You know what I mean? So he took the rest of that back home basically. Oh yeah. And then like shot it. Oh man. Yeah, dude. And it was like, uh, that was definitely like super weird. Right. And like, was that, was that your first friend death from drugs? Well, there's like, like definitely like, like I had a really close friend of me. She like died, like in like a drinking and driving accident. Right. Yeah. And that was like pretty close, but that one was like, yeah. And then there was like a suicide, but like that one was like, I was just with him you know what I mean? And yes, like, we, yes. yeah, it's like, it was like why, really yeah. strange. Could have been me. Why not me? What just happened? What if it was me instead of him? Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. strange. Super strange. And, um, and so that was like, yeah. And then like his girlfriend like went through his phone and she was like, I don't want fucking you at the funeral. Like you can't come. Yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah. It was like, it was definitely like not that cool, dude. That definitely hurt. Um, I definitely heard a little bit. And then I remember, right, like, at that point, like, I definitely had, like, the option. Like, I wasn't super, like, strung out on opiates yet. And at that point, I had the option to just be like, all right, well, like, that could be it. Like, I don't have to do this again, right? Mm -hmm. But then I, like, I, like, somehow, like, got his dealer's number. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it was, like, a year and a half just, like, getting high on, like, on heroin, you know? And, like, bad like yeah i was just like strung out on like heroin and i like thought nobody noticed dude for like the longest time that's the funny part did you ever (laughs) did you ever pick up the needle or you just snorted it the whole time never never picked up the needle i started smoking it and that's like Uh, what yeah i was smoking i was a little fucking dude with the tinfoil and the straw bro in the corner yeah i'm always curious so why didn't you pick up the needle fear i so i um i don't know if it was fear like definitely um like i had a needle too at the house right 
And I remember like I tried to like half ass like do a shot myself. I never had anybody like hit me either. You know what I mean? Maybe that yeah. would have like been different. Right. But I tried it and I did it myself. You know what I mean? All that because it was like the last of it. And I didn't feel shit. And I was like, all right. And it was cold, bro. It did not feel good, dude. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this does well, not fa- feel good. Fair enough, man. No, I mean, I, it's I'm glad things probably would have turned out differently, honestly. Yeah. And, and, yeah smoking yeah that's like the crack version of opiates to where like you're you're definitely going to be needing to get high every yeah, for 40 sure. minutes <laughs> yeah for sure dude yeah yeah and then um yeah and then so like that happened and then i like finally everybody's like all right you need to go to rehab and i was like all right that's like super like whatever i'll go to rehab and it was like this whole like plan like me and my girl is that like, oh, is that when you went to the owl's nest that's when i went to the owl's nest dude yes, yes. And I fucking like that place. I got kicked out of there, but I went back. <laughs> I What'd you get out kicked for out for? Dude, I like brought in my subs, bro. I brought in subs, like detox. Oh, yeah. And then, of like, I hid them. They're like, you can't have these. You can, like, they're like, they told me when you got there, like, yeah, no, you can't have subs. And I like took like a bunch. I was like, fuck that shit. I was, like, you motherfuckers know what they're talking about. I was like, I'm gonna be sick as fuck here. Like, they just want me to, di- whatever, you know what I mean? And then they found out. And then they're like, yeah, you gotta go, bro. And then I was like, all right. But then they let me come back, right, later on, you know, which was cool. Like, I kept getting high for a little while. And then um, let me come back. But it was, like, me and my girlfriend. You know how everybody's got these, like, I think they're, like, called visions of grandeur. You know what I mean? Like, these dreams. Whatever. It's, like, me and my girlfriend, we were going to, like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get I'm gonna get sober, right? And then, like, we're going to move to Greenville, South Carolina, right? So we can get, like, whatever. We're going to go to college, get in-state tuition. She was, like, running my life at this point, right? Because she, like, yeah. knew best. You know what I mean? Whatever. She knew best. And then um, I was like, all right, that's a great plan. And I go to the Owl's Nest, dude. And um, and like I get sobered up, right? And like I, bro, like I definitely, um, I found like God there, like 100%. Like that's I definitely where, found God there. Oh, that's so awesome. Did, did yeah. John ever tell you about my Owl's Nest experience? No. Because it's, I'll try to keep it. So I'm, because when he asked me, so did they talk about um god what was his name he was like so the guy who opened it, i went way back i mean it must have been eight or nine years ago by now and it was in uh florence was the one i went to is that oh, where yeah. you okay that's where i went mm-hmm. okay but the guy there that was in charge was the son of um the guy who ran it i can't even remember his name now it's gonna bug steve me shaw, maybe steve shaw shit. Steve okay. Shaw and Steve Shaw was smoking crack and taking like the newcomer girls into the hood and getting sexual favors and all this stuff. My sponsor was an alumni and he knew what was up. So he told me, but just like, watch out for Steve. So I'm telling all the other clients about it. Steve calls me into his office and it's like, Hey, basically shut the fuck up or like you're out of here. And I was like, I called my sponsor. I was like, this is what he told me to do. And he goes, pack your shit. I'm gonna come get you. He came and picked me up. Steve called my parents, basically like telling him, you know, he's leaving a wall and stuff. So like I got yeah. so of course my parents didn't believe me. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh yeah, yeah. sure, Jed, the lead guy is smoking crack, smoking crack course. and taking newcomers. Yeah, no. But way. then he ended up getting sober and died on the way back because he got hit by a drunk driver. Is that not crazy? That's but weird. anyway, yeah, bro. 
Also, that that place is haunted as fuck. I don't know if you had any experiences, but that really did, dude. A dude, you know the main hall. Yeah, a dude shot it. Like one of the old owners took a shotgun to the head in there. What the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy back then. Anyway, so that's and John was the one that like uh, set that up to get me to go there. But I hear now it's an amazing place again. Um, yeah no so that's awesome so you found god finally yeah finally right but like and like i i was struggling though bro because like i was being like that was the first time like i started like being like honest with myself you know what i mean i was like questioning shit and like i was like not just like going along with it whatever you know for everybody else like we had a whole class i remember it was like on spiritual experiences spiritual awakenings i was like bro this is bullshit i was like straight up in there i was like no fucking way dude and i was like I was like, basically, I was like, what you're telling me, right? Oh, like, you were that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, basically, I was like, basically, what you're telling me, bro, is if I don't have this fucking shit, right, with God and this spiritual experience, that I'm going to relapse and die. And they were like, well, kind of, you know, not really. They're like bouncing around. I was like, bro, I was like, well, I might as well pack my shit then, right? I was like, dude, I was like, yeah, I was straight up. I was like, this is not going to fucking work, dude. And like, I was like, I was like, I remember I was like walking out, dude. I was like talking to just like another fucking like random dude, right? Like that was there. I was like, bro, this is not going to happen for me. I was like, straight up, like, I was like, I was like, whatever we were going, I was going on a tangent shit. And he was like, bro, he was like, look on your fucking shoulder, dude. And like, I look on my shoulder, bro. And there's like a fucking butterfly, bro. Just like sitting like right there on my shoulder. And like, he was like, that's like God, like right there. And like, I just remember like being like, like, I don't know, like stop dead in my tracks. And I remember like it, like just floating around me. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, I went to my room, bro, and, like, I remember I, like, prayed, bro, for, like, the first time in, like, like, long, long, like, years and years and years. And I remember I just, like, cried, bro, and was just, like, really confused and, like, definitely was, like, all right, dude. You know what I mean? I was, like, there's Mm -hmm. something. There's something here. And that was, like, a huge turning point, I think, for me in, like, um, my life. Like, at that point, like you know, didn't keep me sober. But like at that point, like I definitely knew there was something out there. And from that point on, I do know this, I could never successfully like use drugs at all in the slightest, bro. That shit went rampant every time I, yeah, it was bad. Yes, bro. dude. Oh my it's, God. It's, it, like, it, it almost, it curses your using life. Dude. So bad, bro. It was bad, dude. And I remember and like I was like on top of the world, bro. I did my steps and shit, and I was like, "All right, I didn't so you, really." So you completed to go to it. I completed it, and I remember I was like, "Ah, I was like kind of hesitant." My girlfriend like got this apartment in Greenville. She like did, did all this she, shit. Was she? Like, ready is for she me. an addict? Was she an addict? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's an addict, and you and you sure. couldn't and you hadn't let that go yet. No, I didn't let it go. And she was Oof. like getting her shit together. She was going to the methadone clinic, right? You know. Oh no. Yeah, but like, yeah, and then like she was still drinking and stuff, but like. It was like, I finally, like, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I was like, I'm going to work through this shit, whatever. And people were like, but you shouldn't do this. And I was like, I was like, I do, like, I wish I could, like, stay, bro, and, like, do this. And I, like, I was definitely iffy about going up. And I was like, all right, dude, I, I got it. I'm just going to go up. Like, we got this whole plan and shit. And I went up there, and things went well for, like, a little while, dude. But, like, the craziest shit, right? This is, it was like, and I, there's definitely talks about this in the big book, too, but, like, I, like, finally, like, like I was like going to meetings all the time. Right. Like I loved it, bro. Like I, that's like where I wanted to be at. And like my girlfriend, like 
she was like, you want to hang out with these old fucking men instead of your girlfriend? Then and not bro. Like all the time, like she like, oh. had to have my constant attention, bro. And it was like, yeah, dude. And it was like really like a lot of resentment was getting built up and that like, I owed her all this time because I was out getting fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and she was oh, like, Oh my God. She had, yeah, you. Dude. she had, yeah, you. bro. And then it was like this whole thing. Like it was all the time, dude. And it was, um, and like she didn't, you know, she didn't know any better, bro. Like this is just how she is. But like, you know, dude, like, that's that exact thing. I I had. I mean, I swear, I swear to you, I had a girlfriend back in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and she was so codependent that she stuck with me through everything. And so when I was sober, I now I owed her the good me because she put yeah. up with the bad, and it was and it was a fucking nightmare yeah dude it's fucking it's nightmare. nightmare for real and then like she didn't yeah dude and it was just like i don't know bro and then like i was sober dude so it's like i could really just like see this shit like i could just see like the way she was treating me like all this and like it was not making me feel good bro and like she like put me down like make snide remarks and shit and i was like this is like fucked up dude and then like and like i kept going along with it or whatever and then like i don't know one day i was just like i basically was like out front of like school and i didn't want to be in school bro and she like forced me like to go and yeah dude into community college and like i was like super unsure i was like well i was like i'm super busy like with meetings i think i should just like slow down and get a job and she's like you don't want to go to fucking college again. whatever you know what i mean it's the whole thing I, I did it i was just like doing you know what i mean it was like i was still in addiction to her and she was treating me like a fucking and it was really and like i remember i was like outside of the gas station at the college or whatever and then I saw like some Kratom and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, it like can't hurt me, bro. It's a Kratom, dude, whatever. And yeah. bro, I'm telling you, dude, after that, dude, it was fucking over with, dude. I mean, I didn't, I didn't last there like a, um, I like burned through, dude. It's like, you know, those gut wrenching stories you have. Like I burned through like all this money. My granddad like left me for school. It yeah. was like, yeah, dude. It was like, I mean, a lot of money. I was smoking like mad crack, dude. And just doing heroin all the time. Yeah. And like, yeah. And I just like, and then like, it was just from that one fucking little bit of Kratom, bro. But it was like that guilt and that shame that just like came from like picking that shit up, dude, you know? And so, and then like, not after that, like finally, yeah, it's like an incident happened. And like, she like called my family and she like, I was doing heroin. I had my dope dealer at the house, bro. This was really stupid. Right. And like, we were hanging out. She was at work. So I wasn't tripping. And then she like walked in and my dope girl was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you got to go, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude. Oh, and no. I had like all my dope, right? Like a lot of fucking dope too. Like sitting out on the table, right? Don't tell me. And, oh, dude. And then, you know what she does, bro? Like my dope girl walked out. You know what she does? Don't she tell grabs me. grabs my dope, bro, and tries to run out the door, dude. Oh, no. And I go and I'm like, boom. And I grab her, bro, and like tackle her and she hits the ground. She starts like screaming, bro, as I'm like trying to get my dope from her. And bro, my next door neighbor burst through the fucking door of the apartment, bro. He's like, get the fuck off her. I'm like, dude, I was like, I swear it's not what it looks like. Yeah, dude, it's really bad, bro. Yeah, dude, it's bad, bro. And then I like, yeah. And then I like wake up somehow, like to my parents at the door and like, yeah, come on. You're like going back to the house. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, all right. I went kicking and screaming though, bro. For real. I was not having it, dude. I was not having fun, bro. Yeah. I did not want to get sober that time. I was like, oh, it was hard. And then, yeah, bro, just in and out. Like, yeah, with all that. And it took me a while, dude. And then like, I don't know. I moved up to Asheville. Shit was going great, bro. And like, I don't know. 
it was actually that's not true it was going well because like drugs got removed from my life right Mm -hmm. and like and like you know i was like in the halfway house like eight months i was like safe you know what i mean whatever all that and like i was just like staying sober though like looking back by like god's grace dude and i was like putting fucking like i was putting like women and like girls and like my job like i like I worked like 50 hours a week and that was like to pay for like living too. You know what I mean? Like all this shit that I thought I had to do. And like I was putting before and like slowly I just started like slipping away, bro. From like AA and like NA is super big up there. And it was just like, not the fucking cup of tea, dude. Like I had a sponsor, bro. Listen to this. He told me that I had to call him for a month straight, bro. Until we started working steps, dude, like working out of the book. And Narcotics Anonymous. What? Isn't that fucking weird, dude? That's, that's, what I'm that's pretty awful. Dude, yeah. And I mean, I was doing it, you know? I was like, but I was like, dude. And then, like, I remember, like, I don't know. It was, like, halfway through that or more than halfway. And I just, like, slowed down on calling him. You know what I mean? I was like, this... And then, like, yeah. Uh, Jeez, yeah. bro. It's like, hey, I've got this thing that'll save your life, but I'm going to need you to dance like a monkey for a month before I'll give it to you what yeah, damn, kind that's of that's a good analogy because it's true bro. like the when i got to lafayette the aa they they literally base the the lineage i got into they base how quick it, it's literally it's like how close to death are you if it's like you're gonna die tomorrow then like we'll work the steps like tonight like all of them all like of if them, we need dude. to yeah like we'll sit here <laughs> for 14 hours like yeah dude if you can always rework them you know what i'm saying so like sometimes you need to you need to run through those things that's that's good dude yeah at least one through three at least like get a get a prayer in there good grief man (laughs) start praying yeah and like but the thing was it's like i don't know i thought because like i had so much like like knowledge from like the owl's nest and fucking this and that like i was like self-knowledge you know self-knowledge avails us nothing whatever yeah but like i thought that i knew it was best for me dude and like i i did not dude and like everything that like got put in my life because i was sober like the girl fucking the job like well all that shit it just started like falling apart bro like so like it deteriorated when like the girl left me and it was like this person like i really cared about it just like tore me apart. And then that, and I was like working 50 hours a week. I was like in the middle of moving and then, and, uh, and like, eventually like I had no, you know, I had nothing, like I had nobody in sobriety. I could call nothing. And I was just like, I, like I picked up again, dude. And like, I picked up and like, I couldn't stop for three months this last time, bro. And like that shit, like should have took my life really this relapse, mm-hmm. dude. I went through like $15,000. I saved up like smoking, cracking, doing fentanyl, dude. Like every day, like grams, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah like your, your, reality, your, your instagram stories were concerning like i would i would take pictures of them and send them to john all the time because i was like dude it's bad bro just straight psychosis just like straight yeah. up psychosis so what yeah. so what finally gave dude i mean like i so this is fucked up like i went the treatment like okay so i went to treatment right i was like ready and then this is fucked up and then i went to treatment like pretty ready finally i was like all right i'm going in and then i got i got there right? i was like four or five days in and then somehow i get covid in there bro and they were like That's you right. have to you have to like you, you gotta leave dude and i was like the fuck i was like i gotta leave 
And then in my mind, bro, like my shit clicked off and I was like, oh, dude, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go get high. You know what I mean, yeah. bro? Like right then I was like, whatever, dude, I'm going to run it up. And then I just kept getting high. Oh, and then like, I like really fucked. I don't know. I fucked over some people, dude, on accident. Like not one was on accident and the others were like, not like I convinced this dude to like come move in with me. And he like sent me $700 over cash app. And I just like, word, I went and got like fucked up. You know what I mean? But like, dude, I just like went balls to the walls dude and it was just like that shit was scary too yeah but i was basically in like psychosis bro most of that time and like i don't even want to think about what my my instagram stories look like dude i looked through my phone camera roll and it's like sickening dude yeah yeah dude, it's like sickening bro like the shit i was doing you know and like um i don't know dude i was like not yeah i was like yeah yeah it was, it was scary and so how did you get out of it finally um i I was like, I picked up some fucking random dude, bro, on the side of the, sh- the road. Like, I don't know. And I was, um, I was like copping like drugs or whatever. And like, I brought this dude back to my house with me. And like, we hung out for like two or three days. And then I was like, and then I convinced him to like, to, um, to like put in on a, a fat bag and go down, like whatever. So we go down to Greenville to go cop. And then, um, I was getting like a quarter ounce. Cause I, Oh dude, by the way, like, there's no point. Like I could get like a quarter ounce of fentanyl for $450. You know what I mean? Compared Good to like, God. Yeah, dude. So it was like, I'd stay fucking high. But the thing is, it's like, you know how that, that there's that, like that people talk about, they're like, I'm going to buy like this much dope and make it last. And you're yeah. just like going through that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's how it was, bro. It was like nonstop, you know? So there's like no moderation, dude, you know? No, um, there, yeah. There, there's no amount that'll ever be enough yeah dude and so fucking so i go and then like i basically told him like a different amount and like i remember i copped and i was going to walk back to my car and like i stopped before i get to my car and then um i like take a giant scoop out and like put it in like uh um and like put it in a dollar bill for myself you know what mm-hmm. i mean before i get oh, the yeah. bag back whatever of course yeah, old, of course yeah oh gee shit man i've been doing this since day, the day <laughs> yeah. of time dude yeah shipping whatever. and handling bro shipping and handling exactly dude and so i go to put in the dollar bill or whatever and then I like go to fold the dollar bill over him. And there was like a little bit on the outside. And I like go to just to sniff it, dude. Like just the outside of it. Bro, no. Bro, both of my nostrils fill completely with fentanyl, bro. Like, like fully, dude. Like the whole thing. And I was like, I'm going to die, dude. I was like, straight up, I'm going to die. Like I like, I remember like just like, what the fuck? Oh, I like tried. That's yeah, only dude. happened to me. That's only happened to me once where. I did a shot and I had the, I had the second to where you're like, Oh, I, I lit. I said, Oh no. Like I remember yeah. I, lo- I looked at my friend, I said, Oh no. And then I just fell out. Cause I just knew I was like, Oh no. Oh God, dude. Yeah. And awful, that's the scary awful. one. Cause when you finally like, all right. Yeah. All right. And this dude, right. He did not know fucking shit, bro. But I remember yeah, and like those are scary too, because it's like when you finally get out of it, you're like, I should be dead, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, so like, so then I do that, right? And I get in my car, I get in my front seat, and I was like, dude, open up my fucking glove compartment. I have Narcan in there right now. I need you to hit me with it, right? Bro, next thing you know, bro, it's like it's been like, I think it's like, so it was an hour drive to Greenville, and we had like 25 minutes left, bro. And he finally put over a gas station and like hit me with Narcan. He said he hit me with Narcan and like, I didn't wake up for 15 minutes. This was 35 minutes after I told him to hit me with Narcan, bro. Good God. Dude, I was like black and blue. He said, he was like laughing about it, bro. Like no empathy. I was like black and blue. Like 
he drove my car too. So he moved my lifeless body, bro, out of the driver's seat into the passenger and like drove like back. Like, yeah, dude. And then he said he like called, like Siri called my dope dealer, like finally. And like asked like what was up and what to do. And she was like, you dumb motherfucker. Wow. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And like, I was black and blue. Like he said, like my head was just like slapping the fucking, like the, 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 yeah. the yeah, dude. And like, I don't know, it was just like super existential. Cause like when I came out of that too, cause like I didn't wake up from that Narcan hit for a while, dude. And I had like a bad Narcan hangover and like my, all my limbs were cold. Oh, it's the and, worst. Like, oh, and like, I had I've had a, so I had I had a cop threaten me with Narcan before because he knows <laughs> Narcan, you bitch. No, no, Those check it out. Kids, so I, I, I fell out. I've never, I've never even got to tell this story. So I, I fell out shit. on GHB. Like I, I went to a G hole and <sighs> I came and dude, it was in, it was in Louisiana in the summer and I did it in my car. And so like, I almost died from heat exhaustion. So they broke my window. I, I come to on, on the park, on the parking lot. And they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm on Suboxone at this time. And the cop comes, he's like, he's like, what'd you take? And I dude, I, if you've ever taken GHB, I literally couldn't really remember. I was like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like you tell me. And he's like, he's like, you see this shit here. And he pointed to the, the Narcan at the, with the EMT hat. He's like, I'm going to tell him to hit you with that. And it's going to feel real bad if you don't tell me what. And I was like, do it. Go ahead. He's like, I'll fucking do it. And so he's like, I was like, go ahead. And the guy did it. And he hit me with it. And I'm on subs, which has fucking. So nothing happened. And I looked at him and I'm like, are you satisfied, officer? Yeah, Yeah. Narcan sucks. I mean, thank God it saved your life. But it is on. Yeah, I guess if the public doesn't know that it's I mean, it's literally like coming to in a full seizure of like yeah. uh, uh, it's awful yeah, yeah. but it's me not- and no me i mean i remember having conversation on like a serious note i remember having lots of conversations with john about like you know we kind of just got to accept that he's probably gonna die and like how do we deal with that and you know when it's like you want there's just nothing anybody can do and it's straight up in god's hands and it's and it's like that's a it's a oh it's a shitty i just had to go through this with my other friend who thank god got sober too but it's literally just like all right we will get the call that he's dead and like we'll just have to deal with that then so it's like nothing short of miraculous yeah no i yeah and it like it was dude like that like that was it's pretty cool that like i'm alive for sure and it's definitely like a gift dude like it definitely was a gift and i remember like after that i think i got high for like a day like or two more or whatever and then i remember i like i was like all right dude i need to go treatment whatever and like i started packing all my shit up in my car at my house oh and by the way i moved a different drug dealer into my home bro so this motherfucker oh and i owed him like $300, $400. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to go to rehab. And he's like, dude, (laughs) I got what I could, bro. I'm like car, dude. You know what I mean? It was just, it was like, and then I like do all my shit in my car. And then like, I was going also like, I remember I did like, all they had left was like a bunch of like meth or some shit. And I remember like, I was like going to psychosis, packing my car up, bro. And I thought the motherfuckers trying to kill me in my house, dude, that I just moved in. That dude, the whole, that whole three months was so scary, bro. Like it was just not reality, dude. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah. And then I like had 
my car was just like full with all the shit that I kind of had. Oh, and some girl like stole my car that in that three months, dude. Like I have no seatbelt in there because she overdosed in there and the cops had to cut her out. Wild shit. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, um, and then basically I remember that night I was so fucking paranoid that I couldn't go to sleep. And then finally I found out like a safe place to sleep. It was like two in the morning, bro. And I like fell asleep in my car, like with all my shit in there. I woke up. And I was like, I had like shit I could go pawn and shit still. And I was like, I had no desire, bro, to get high anymore. Like I woke up that day, like oh. literally, like I was like, I'm like done, dude. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the moment. Yeah, that's bro. That's that was... good shit. It's simultaneously the best and worst feeling. Like I, I remember my last night, I straight up. I had finally do. I mean, so what we did was I, I, my buddy called me, he had like a thousand dollars in counterfeit hundred dollar bills. So I went to every one of my drug dealers and bought dope with counterfeit money. So now they're all caught. They all buy four hours later, they all know what's up and they're all calling me, but I'm planning on. And I remember I did a full gram shot of heroin and did not feel anything like that's where the tolerance was and i was like i guess i'm done like the, like this this is this is awful dude this is awful Damn, dude yeah. and i just i ran bro do not pass go straight to treatment well actually the last thing that happened and i think this was it was around four in the morning. The plan was we were going to take the rest of the counterfeit money to his boy knew someone that worked at some Chinese restaurant and we were going to get real cash for the fake money. That was the plan. And so we're, we're waiting for the sun to come up. So it was three of us in this basement. Each person was in a different corner and we were all just smoking meth and shooting dope. Right. So nobody's talking. All you hear is like yeah. crinkling and clicking. And I either, I either like had a micro sleep where I nodded out. But what I remember was I looked up and I looked at my friend across the way and it looked like this demon spirit jumped out of him and like went for my throat and I jolted and I jumped out of the chair and I guess that's when I realized I was sleeping or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck? And then that's when I, I literally, I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Like it, in that moment, I was like, I'm in the company of demons. Like I need to go. And that was the, <laughs> yeah. that was the last time, bro. I went straight to Lafayette, Louisiana. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That shit is not fun, dude. No. It's so weird, man. Yeah, dude. It's it's fucking scary, bro. Like looking back to that shit was like traumatizing, but yes, it really <laughs> and it's and it's a I've thought about that a lot. And that's why I enjoy like talking to people that have not everyone has been through like certain depths, and it's not a competition, but it's more just mm -hmm. like a it is what it is. It, it's like a trauma that you can't even relate to someone because it's just so. Oh, I don't even know the word for it. It's just so intense. It's so bizarre. It, it all kind of just happens to you. There's no way to explain it in a story, like what you went through or what you felt or like just the horrible shit that you had to, to do or the things that were done to you. That's like, nobody's ever going to know about it's yeah, man, it's, 
straight up PTSD. Like, yeah, dude, it's weird, man. It's not fun, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. to top it off, we paid money for that for that yeah, experience. <laughs> we Everything, bought the ticket. Bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Crazy. So, 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 what is life like now? How long has it been? It's been six months yesterday. Congratulations, man. Thanks, dude. This six months definitely felt like a lot. Like, I don't like, I'm not like keeping track, but like, it definitely felt like a lot more shit has happened. It's like slower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how, it's been how, good. how do you feel? I feel great, man. I'm, um, I'm like on my ninth step right now. And like, that's been super it's been relieving you know what i mean it's been like definitely a lot of relief but it's like definitely like a really uncomfortable like going and doing that like up until the point you know yeah yeah so yeah it sucks <laughs> so, bro yeah it sucks but, I'm, ha- I'm having to redo a ninth step because i realized um there were a whole host of amends that i thought i made but apparently that was just in my head um yeah. And I actually, I, yeah, I, I like got called out on Instagram because I, I tried to friendly make a comment to someone I thought I had made amends to. And they very publicly let me know that I did not. And it, you know what I'm like, basically yeah. like go fuck yourself, like way in public. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> like, Oh no, I guess I yeah. have to do some shit. So that sucks yeah but oh one last thing and like yeah yeah like you know definitely like i don't know man like it's funny because we we definitely don't know like what's like best for us all the time and like i thought like moving back to charleston was like the worst fucking thing you know but like it turns out that like i've definitely like i don't know i've never felt like i i felt like super connected to a lot of people i met here and like instantly like family you know what i mean and like is is that where you're at you're back in charleston Mm-hmm. I'm back in Charleston. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like everything, like really good shit's happening to me. Like whatever the people that I met, like I go play, like I have a sober D and D league. Like I have a lot of really cool and like awesome people that like all my friends are like NAA now. And it's just like, rad, That's awesome. you know? Yeah. yeah. And then like, I just like, I started working at like a tattoo shop and I'm an apprentice right now. And yeah. I have, like, I've been booth. seeing that man. You're uh Oh yeah. Uh, John told me to, sh- for you to show me your sick knuckle tats. What'd you get? <laughs> Dude. Okay. What They're not it? all the way paid yet, but yeah. Wait, it says, hold on. If you can see, it says dues paid. <laughs> That's everybody's awesome, sick? dude. Yeah. Everybody's sick. sick, dude. That's sick, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Your work's good, man. That's, that's freaking dope, bro. I actually know, strangely enough, I've met so many tattoo artists that are in recovery. It's weird. I guess it's yeah. not that weird. It's a very, yeah, the, the um, it's a similar culture, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's definitely, like, tattoo artists. Yeah, I think, like, especially, like, I don't know, a lot of them, like, I know a lot of tattoo artists that, like, get strung out and, like, can't even tattoo anymore. Like, I've heard stories, you know what I mean? And then there's, like, some that, like, they like, yeah, are in recovery, you know? Yeah. There's definitely some. Yeah. It's all Dan- Danny, bro, thanks so much for finally coming on, dude. 
Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, let's keep in touch, dude. Let's yes. chat a little bit more. I want to hear your yes. story. I didn't know you were like a deep down junkie like me, bro. Oh, bro. You, 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 yeah, you can ask. That's John's always said. Yeah, you can ask. Yes, dude. <laughs> we we have way more in common in that regard, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. All the time being, you are still a perfect sprint of All of these scars on my arms oh, If I can hold myself together And I saw myself on sacred paper Waiting on some